Welcome to Untamable, the podcast. This podcast is for ambitious women who are ready to say yes to themselves. This is Maggie Asensio, your host. And in this podcast, I will be having raw conversations with real women from all around the world. We will discuss self-love, relationships, life balance, perfectionism, and even people-pleasing. Are you ready for this? Come on, let's do it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the podcast. How are you today? It's so great to have you here one this week. Um, I've got with me a really good friend of mine, Dana Miller. Hi, Dana. Hi. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for having me. How are you today? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. good. It's a rainy day here, but yeah, I'm just making the most of it. I've got my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. All crazy up. Nice. Yes. Just for you, for you guys, you know, you don't know if you're not here in, in Brisbane, it's been raining nonstop. So we've been yeah. basically stuck at home <laughs> the past few days. Slowing down. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to, we need to force mm. ourselves. So just yeah, to, to give you a little bit of information about um, Dana and who she is. So Dana is, um, trained in physiotherapy and she's also a yoga teacher and she's an expert on one of my favorite topics which is perfectionism yay oh my gosh yes <laughs> I think, this I, think I can good. definitely call myself that <laughs> a lot of experience with perfectionism <laughs> I think that this is a topic that many people are going to be really interested in and mm. that's because we are all I think many of us are perfectionists and yeah. I think many people are going to benefit from what we're going to be talking about here today. Mm. Um, so yeah, Dana and I have been uh, friends now for a while. We've been working together for a few years, right? And um, mm -hmm. we got ourselves, well, Dana has, how many years have you been into the wellness uh, business world? Um, well, I, I am trained in physiotherapy. So I actually started out um, in physiotherapy in the wellness kind of area. And this inspired my love of health and, and well-being and the body. And um, yeah, and then I took a little deviation. I went overseas. I taught English and I've kind of come full circle all the way back. So mm. overseas in Thailand was where I decided to do my yoga training. And um, yeah, and I decided to just go for it. And so I've been teaching yoga for a couple of years now, and I'm really kind of pushing myself to step into this space full time. So yeah, it's been a really exciting time for me. Oh, that's amazing. Good on you for trying to put yourself out there and starting your Thank own you. business. Just so you guys know, Dana just started her own business. She has this mm -hmm. uh, little yoga studio. It's called Soul Space. And today you have your <laughs> first class, right? You're for your first class. Yes, I had my first group class this morning. Yep. And despite the rain, we, we went out and we did it. And um, it was actually really beautiful because we had all these candles lit. So yeah, it was really, really good. Oh, that's amazing. So later, we're going to remind you guys again, uh, where is the Dana does these classes and how you can check um, all the classes that she's offering at the moment. Um, but that will be at the end of the episode. Okay. So I think we should start diving right into the topic yes <laughs> yes let's do it it's a good topic to talk about okay sure. let's do it so um I mean you know a lot about this so I'm going to be asking you some a few questions I'll mm -hmm. try to, to yeah talk about my own experience here and there but I'm gonna leave mm -hmm. you to to give us you know some good tips here and then so the first question that I have really is like what is perfectionism 
Mm, okay. So the way that I understand perfectionism, it's basically, um, I think that you mentioned that, you know, many people are perfectionists. And I think a lot of people may not identify with that word, but there are actually so many different types of perfectionism and you might have perfectionist tendencies in certain areas. And so I think perfectionism within these, all these different separate areas is basically wanting to uh, really wanting to be perfect or to achieve perfection or um, yeah, not being satisfied unless things are perfect. And mm -hmm. that can manifest in so many different ways. Um, so, you, you know, even if you're like an, not an A type personality and you don't really identify with perfectionism, you know, if you think about like unrealistic body expectations, that can be a form of perfectionism, wanting our bodies to be absolutely perfect and, and being super, super critical of them. So, so there's so many different forms of perfectionism. Right. So it sounds like perfectionism, then it's, it has a negative connotation because there are lots of misconceptions behind the meaning of perfectionism. Mm. Yes, what would you say, would you say that perfectionism is, uh, being a perfectionist is actually a positive trait or could be more damaging than helpful to be a perfectionist? Well, I have to tell you, um, I truly, truly believe that perfectionism is a very, very damaging um, kind of mindset to be in. And that's just from my own experience. And I don't think it always is damaging, but I think that it's has a tendency to become very damaging and to lead to damaging um, effects on your life. Um, and the, it's funny because growing up, I always thought perfectionism was a positive thing. And I've always known that I was somewhat of a perfectionist in certain ways. And I always thought, oh, that's a good thing. But it's been time and time again over my life, realizing how perfectionism has held me back, has um, put me into a really negative headspace, um, has made me not uh, unable to achieve my goals, um, has paralyzed me with fear of failure, that it's made me realize that there is a very, very damaging dark side to perfectionism. So, and it's something that I have had to work really hard on and I'm still working on today for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I 100% understand, especially when you were talking about you being young and thinking that you have to do everything right. And it's actually great mm. to be perfect. And, and it just can be so, it can be, it can be hard to, to have that mentality, especially when you don't get uh, straight away what you're fighting for. Right. Um, so yeah. if we focus, especially on the dangers of being a perfectionist, what would you say are some of those dangers on a physical or mental level? Um, well, you know, actually just circling back to what you were saying about it being um, seen as a positive trait. Isn't it funny how, you know, when you go for a job interview, they always say when the interviewee asks if you have a weakness to say that you're a perfectionist mm -hmm. um, and it's meant to be seen as a positive weakness. Right. But to me, I think that if I was an employer and someone told me they're a perfectionist, I'd be definitely concerned because yeah. I think it can have such negative impacts. Um, and some of these impacts are, I think the one that I've experienced is being extremely self-critical. Mm. So whatever way that your perfectionism manifests, it's, it comes in the form of you being extremely self-critical. And um, personally, it comes in the form of thinking that you're not enough, not good enough, not good enough at this, not good enough in that way or that this way. Um, 
So that's one of the ways. And then the other way that in my personal experience, I have um, struggled with this is uh, in terms of achieving tasks. So Mm. perfectionism often holds you back from achieving tasks or from following through with tasks because you keep trying to make it perfect. And, uh, you know, you're going to continue trying for the rest of your life because you'll never be able to get there. So it ends up manifesting in a a complete fear of failure and then often procrastination. That's what Um, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. You end up procrastinating because you're so, so into your own, in your head, you know, thinking like, oh no, it has to be perfect. But right now it's not the perfect moment. And how am I going to do this so that it works out? And it paralyzes you and you end up not doing anything. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell you like how many times I have not followed through with things. If there's any risk of me feeling like I'm not going to be able to meet my ridiculously extreme expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a burden. It really is a burden that you have to try and uh, manage. Yeah. Mm. And then what you said before as well, the negative self-talk, the wanting mm. to be a certain way do you think that that also comes and is connected to comparing yourself to others or it's just in your expectations or or the way that you've grown up or what would you say affects you the most in that yeah I think I honestly think comparison can play such a big part in this um because you know there's always going to be someone that's better than you you know you it's just so damaging to try and always make things into a comparison Mm. and you'll never be satisfied if you're always comparing yourself to others. Like they say that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, And I have truly learned that because I've always felt like, um, you know, I need to compare myself to other people or, you know, yeah, I just think it's an extremely damaging mindset to be in and it mm. definitely plays into these high expectations, unrealistic expectations and, um, yeah, negative self-talk for sure. Right. Mm. I you couldn't agree more, actually. Um, mm. So one of the things I wanted to ask you now as well um, is – you know, when, when we, t- I want to talk about the breaking point because one of the things that Dana and I have, have been uh, talking about lately was that we are both really proud of how we've tried to overcome perfectionism in our daily lives. Um, we are less and less strict with the way we do things and we're just, we're just, you know, taking a leap of faith and doing things because because mm-hmm. it's definitely one of the best ways of, of overcoming perfectionism. But we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but what I really wanted to ask you, Dana, it's um, what was the breaking point for you? When did you become aware? What was that click made you click and realize, oh my God, I'm a perfectionist and this is really hurting me and it's yeah. not helping me. I need to change the way I operate through life because it's, Uh, yeah I need to feel better and and this is not helping me yeah I've had I can think of so many examples of where perfectionism has had a you know a negative effect on me negative impact Um, but I don't know if there was a really one breaking point but I can say that I definitely had an epiphany um, and that was I think what kind of opened my eyes more than like a breaking point so you know i 
I've become self-aware over many, many years of being extremely self-critical, not following through on tasks, um, you know, an incredible fear of failure, holding myself to a ridiculous standard. I've become extremely self-aware of that. And, um, and I think that I, I knew I was a perfectionist in some ways. I had definitely had perfectionist tendencies and um, I still couldn't move past that. I still would do a task over and over again, take an excessive amount of time to do something. And, you know, when I do follow through, I produce something that I think is excellent quality, mm-hmm. but I don't always follow through because it's impossible to do that all the time. Um, so I think that's plays in as well to seeing perfectionism as a positive thing because it, you know, it means that you do produce things to a high quality and you do perform to a high standard. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that what the epiphany for me was, it was just such a small thing, you know, and you have these massive light bulb moments, but it's something that's so obvious and so small. Okay. But I realized um, one day that perfect doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, like every, I'm always holding myself to this standard that doesn't exist. Um, so, you know, if I'm trying to be perfect all the time, if I'm trying to, you know, I'm not satisfied unless I'm meeting this unrealistic expectation, then I'm never going to be satisfied in my entire life. I'm never mm. going to reach my goals because my goals are just, they don't exist. <laughs> you know, it's actually impossible. So I think that was like the really big turning point for me. And I think in coming coming to that realization, I started also identifying some ways that I can sort of move past these or not move past, but manage these perfectionist tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Sam Laura Brown puts it, you know, make them work for you, not against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know how you were saying that some of those goals seem to be they are impossible to achieve you mm. know and you're you're killing torturing yourself to try and achieve them when you think that are completely unrealistic and mm-hmm. um i think that um one of the things that we have to so the, the question i want to really raise uh, now is that i think people well it's not really a question but is that I think people really need to understand the difference between perseverance and perfectionism because mm-hmm. perseverance, when you have a clear, I don't know if you agree with, with me on this, but the way I see it is that if, if you, if one of your uh, values is, is this, is pers- being, uh, you know, pers- having perseverance and, and working through your way through life um, mm. is, is that you have a specific goal and you know that you want mm-hmm. to achieve it, mm-hmm. but you have assessed this goal and you continue to reassess the, how likely the likelihood of this goal being mm. um, achieved or not. And then you also know that you have the skills to achieve it. So when you actually set the goal, when you set mm-hmm. the intentions, you know that that you have the skills to achieve this goal. Whether, you know, when it comes to perfectionism, there's anxiety involved in, in the mm-hmm. goal. There's a lot of fear. And you actually doubt yourself that you could even accomplish your target or your objectives at the end of I don't know, the day or the three months that you have said yourself. Um, mm. 
so I think that that's the difference. I think that people need to understand that that being a perfectionist comes with a lot of anxiety and that mm-hmm. when you said, oh, okay, so some of my goals are absolutely unrealistic or so maybe is that's the point in which they need to sit down and realize, okay, can I actually do this? Um, you know, I think there's a, this is something that I read about um, not long ago, but it was, it was very interesting. It's like, you know how they say that nothing is impossible with well, us not that's not true mm. <laughs> no the thing is that if you don't you really need to want something to make it happen but even if if you really want it that doesn't guarantee that you're going to make it happen yes or yes you yeah. need to have the skills um yeah you, you want you may want to be an nba player um but if you don't get up every day and you train and and you actually have the, the <laughs> to to be a an NBA player you're never gonna get there unfortunately that's not there for you um so you have to sit down and reassess and evaluate like what are your skills where you can actually do what's it what's what's attainable and work with what you have and make sure that of course I mean through life you're always going to feel anxious but when anxiety is the feeling (laughs) that's driving you crazy that doesn't work you need Mm. you need to make sure that whatever you do is because you know that that even though it's challenging you can do it and you're enjoying the process that's that's Mm. where I'm going so if Mm -hmm. if you're killing yourself and making yourself 100% miserable just just so that you can um get there even if you in the end you get there you're not gonna feel satisfied you're just gonna feel Mm. like okay next what's next because that's how perfectionists operate they just have to check things in the box because at least that's that's my kind of perfectionism that's what's happened to me like I know that I have something on the on the list it has to get done and it has to be great but once I'm there once I've gotten there I don't mm, even enjoy like the next it. thing exactly yeah. I made such oh. an effort you know and I didn't yeah. and I didn't recognize that I just said okay what's next what's the next step yeah Oh, can I jump in here? Of course. So what, <laughs> now, you're, I have, yeah, I, I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, but it's really interesting what you're talking about, you know, getting to that goal and just ticking it off and then getting to the next one. Mm-hmm. So one thing about I've learned about perfectionism is perfectionists are very results orientated. They're not um, process orientated. And people who are results orientated have more of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, people that are more process orientated. So perfectionists tend to see things as all or nothing. So you either get there or you fail. So you succeed or you fail. There's no in between. Um, and so once you get to that that goal, you see, okay, so I've reached that goal. I've reached the product, but then you need the next thing. And um, people that are in more of a growth mindset see the process and they learn and then they adapt and they might even modify or change their goal Mm. as they go along and it's um interesting I was talking to my partner about this you know a lot of the time in popular culture there's this mindset um or you know there's this kind of underlying message of that just you know like Nike just do it or yeah be be like um this professional basketballer you know be Mm. like Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. um and it puts you into this really extreme mindset of all or nothing Mm -hmm. like you know you either have to do things 100% or zero Mm -hmm. you know or nothing and I think that does also 
play into perfectionism as well because again perfectionism is a very all or nothing mindset you know if you feel like you're going to you're not you're going to get only 80 percent, not 100 percent. you feel like that's a failure so you may as well not even do it mm-hmm. and um you said you asked about the difference between perseverance and perfectionism mm-hmm. and i think that people think that perfectionism means that you're someone that just keeps going and going and going until you achieve excellence but i think that's a misconception Mm-hmm. I, I think perfectionists are much, much more likely to give up, yeah. um, to not have perseverance because of the fear of failure, because of being unable to reach their unrealistic standards. Definitely. And, um, it stops yeah, you. And I, if anything, it's, it really stops you from, from moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it paralyzes you. It really mm-hmm. does. It paralyzes you in fear and it does put you into that anxious mindset, that fear mindset, because if you think about it, if your mind operated that, you know, um, for example, let's just make it something very simple like a test. So if you thought to yourself, I'm only good enough if I get an A on my test, an A minus is not good enough. You're always going to be anxious because not, you, it's very, very difficult to achieve what you perceive as good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does put you into that anxious mindset where you feel like you're there's such a, a wide margin for error or, you know, rate of failure. Um, and there's such a small, a small um, margin for success, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it does put you into such a, a fear, you know, anxious mindset. Um, yeah. So I think like you're saying, like it is important to not, I think it's really important to not think in, in all or nothing terms. I think that's yeah. a damaging mindset in many, many ways. And, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't set big, big goals, you know, like I don't want to diminish anyone's dreams or anyone's goals, but I think it's being realistic about um, what you can do now and, exactly. and just well, chipping away now. at it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, it's it's someone to be able to sit down and, and see a progression to look into the future mm. and say, okay, yeah. so this is what I've got right now. What I can do, what is that I can do right now? And then if this works mm. out, then I can think about the next step. This is my end goal. This is my dream goal. But mm. I think it's important to along the way to stop and reassess. And because mm-hmm. yeah, as, definitely. I, as I said last week in my... Mindset. That's a growth mindset. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is important. Whatever you think it's it's amazing right now, whatever your goal is right now, it might change into month time and you might not even mm. want it anymore. So, of course, you can dream big, but it's very important to reassess because things mm-hmm. change all the time. And, and it's, I think, one of the, one of my affirmations lately as well is be present, focus on what you've got right now and work with that. Oh, yes. Instead of just constantly what could be, you know, like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, That's your goal. Great. But you need to start, right? What's the situation right now? I'm so so guilty of that. I always think 10 steps ahead. And I've had so many of my close friends and family say, look at what you have right now. What is your current reality? You know, stop thinking 10 steps ahead because you know, 50% of the time, or maybe even more, things don't pan out how you yeah. think. Those like scenarios things, are not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's kind of a, the beauty of it as well. You know, oh, like yeah. we're all on this journey. So true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so now I want to talk to you on a personal level, you know, because I think mm-hmm. you're such, 
you're a yogi. You love yoga. Yoga yes, is I do. You know, it's your life. So I just yeah. really, I really want to know how you use yoga to help yourself feel better and let mm. go. Ah, okay. Yoga has it's such a surprising thing. It was such a surprise to me, but yoga has helped me a lot with perfectionism. Um, and one of the things I love about yoga is like it's it's very hard to be absolutely amazing at yoga and that might sound like a negative thing but it's not no, it's, I believe it's actually, you because uh, I try I'm awful <laughs> no you're not you're not at all but what I'm saying is that yoga is not about the destination it's about the journey and mm. like I we mentioned before perfectionists are very outcome focused very um, destination focused and not journey or process focused um, which is, again, more of a growth mindset, which is a much healthier kind of mindset to have. Um, yeah, and so yoga is all about the journey. So, you know, in yoga, it's not, it's very unlike a lot of other, I guess, uh, activities or sports or practices in that to be, you know, yoga is such a holistic activity and incorporates strength, flexibility, balance, mindfulness, um, you know, focus. Um, yeah, it, it, so many different elements. And like, for example, men and women both come to yoga and they both have different challenges. And, you know, like men are less flexible, but often stronger. And women are not always, but often more flexible, but not as strong as men are. So they're very they have different challenges. You can't compare them. You can't say men are better at this practice than women. Mm. Women are better than men because that's not, yoga is just such a, a complex practice that, you know, and the other thing about yoga is that your anatomy really comes into it as well. Like mm. how your body is made, how your unique makeup really does play a role in what you can and can't do. And some poses are accessible for some bodies and not accessible for other bodies. And for example, there are some poses that doesn't matter how good at, good at yoga I get, I will never be able to do because my body makeup, my anatomy doesn't allow for that. Mm. Um, you know, some people have longer arms, longer legs, some, you know, makes, so many different things. Just when I interrupt <laughs> you, but that's like, that makes sense. That's my problem. My arms are too short and my belly is too big. <laughs> so <it gets> too <laughs> mean. I can't bend. I'm not like, seriously, guys, like you, you can't say that. I don't know. I think you're giving up too soon. <laughs> I've tried. I promise you. I've tried a couple of times now at home because um, I've got a little bit more time in the mornings and I've, I found this really nice YouTube channel and I tried. But, oh, my God. What's the channel out of curiosity? I can't remember. It's like it's Kundali Yoga. Is that is that the Kundali. name? Of- okay, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't um, know. I tell oh, you, Kundalini. Is it Kundalini, Kundalini yoga? yoga? That's, that's yeah, what kind of yoga, I, yeah. but I don't know the name of it. <laughs> but it's really nice. But I have to say, mm-hmm. that, very spiritual. Yeah, like, oh my God, I just cannot bend. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I'm a stick, yeah, you guys. You know, you know what, though? Like, you might think, okay, I'm totally inflexible because I can't touch my toes. Mm. But I bet you anything. Um, you know, if you look at your shoulder mobility, your shoulder mobility is going to be good. Um, Or you look at some other part of your flexibility. So that's what I'm trying to say is you might, people think that because I can't touch my toes, I'm not flexible. 
mm-hmm. then they might be able to, you know, do that where someone else can do that. <laughs> so just so you know, Dana is like basically touching her back, like trying to read. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I should have described <laughs> myself. Um, yeah. So anyway, so when I came to yoga, I was obviously very destination focused and I came mm. to yoga thinking like, I'm going to do all of these amazing poses. I'm going to do the splits. I'm going to handstand. Um, and let me tell you, what is it like seven years later, seven years later, um, I'm starting to be able to handstand mm-hmm. and I definitely can't do the splits. In fact, I injured myself twice trying to do the splits. Oh my God. And I think I know terrible. And I think, you know, that was me pushing my body past what it could do. And mm. that's why I injured myself. And it's taken me out of that mindset of trying to always reach the destination and starting to, you know, really find the beauty in the process and um, yeah. And not be so destination focused mm. and realizing that I probably will never be able to do the splits and, you know, that's okay. You know, there's always going to be someone who's better at yoga than me. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have, I don't have a lot of value to offer. Um, but so you can bend had- like rubber. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> In you may not be ways. able to do that, but you can bend <laughs> big time because I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yoga has has been a beautiful, beautiful practice for me for so many ways. And one of them is really in healing my perfectionist mindset. That's but I'm still on a journey. I still have a long way to go. Yeah, I think this sure. is, yeah, I think that this is something we all have to work on every single day. Because we, yeah. we, we, we can't forget, even if we, we work really oh. hard on changing the way we, we operate, you know, that when hard times come, where we're really stressed, we tend to forget. Yeah. And we, so we yeah. have to remind ourselves every day of, of how hard we're working to be better um, oh my gosh, at yes. this thing. <laughs> so um, what would you say are the three top steps to mm-hmm. overcome perfection. Yes. Okay. Let's give our listeners some three. Hey. <laughs> well, let's say okay. three. Of you have Let the whole. It's amazing. But <laughs> all right. Well, just uh, you know, off the top of my head, and this is honestly just based on my own experience. I'm no expert whatsoever, but um, I think that one of my top tips is setting boundaries around anything you're doing, any tasks you have, any goals you have, setting boundaries around time, mm-hmm. like how long you're going to spend on it. Um, you know, don't give yourself an inordinate amount of time. Like set, mm. say to yourself, like, I'm going to give myself, I don't know, an hour to do this That's and true. that do the best of what I can do in that time because mm perfectionists will tend to drag this out and do things over and over and over again. And um, this really plays into something that my sister told me and it was her partner, her partner's philosophy. And just for a little background context, my partner's, sorry, not my partner, my sister's partner (laughs) um, is a university professor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's obviously very accomplished, um, you know, doing really well in his chosen field. And my sister told me that he has an 80-20 rule. 
And this really blew my mind, guys. This honestly, I was like shocked when I heard this. 80 20 rule. Okay. A very interesting yeah. learning. This. And I try to apply this to my life now. <laughs> All right. Um, so, this 80 20 rule says that um, it takes 80%. No. Oh my God, I'm going to say this wrong. Okay. <laughs> it takes. Okay, that's right. Okay. So, it takes 20% of the time to get to 80% and a task 80% done, but then the final 80% to get from 80 to 100 to get those little tiny little adjustments that improve it that are very hard to do mm-hmm. take 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. So it takes, so basically what he's saying is, um, you can get something to 80% done or like 80% perfect if mm-hmm. we're measuring in terms of perfection. So it's it's done well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you haven't done a, a half-hearted job. It's 80% good. Um, you can get it there, you know, without spending a crazy amount of time. Mm-hmm. But to get it from 80 to 100, you have to put in many, 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 many hours, mm-hmm. right? To get that those final finishing parts that are going to get it to perfect, you you may not be able to even do because you may not know mm. how to get it from 80 to 100 and you may just spend even an excessive amount of time trying to do this. So basically what he does is he tries to get things to 80% and that's it. He, mm. he doesn't try to push past 80 because he knows that the time that it takes to get it from 80 to 100% um, is not really worth his time. And that he'd rather take that time and put it into something else. Right. I like that. Yeah. Isn't I that like, crazy? I like the approach of like how value, how how important, how how important it is, you yeah. know, to to use your time wisely. Yeah. So if yes. it's not, yeah. So if it's not that important, if 80% is just is is really good, it's not amazing, yes. but it is really good, that's it. Yeah. Just it's yeah. done. So I know. Isn't that crazy? To do something else. Yeah, that's that's really good. Hmm. It, it, honestly, when I heard that, it shocked me. I was like, "What? He's this accomplished person, but he doesn't try to." One hundred percent. Yeah. He's not giving one hundred percent. But he's actually he's not being lazy. He's just being very very smart with yeah. his the way you know the way he uses his resources. So, you know, we have a finite amount of resource we have a finite Mm. amount of time we only have 24 hours in a day we can't Mm -hmm. don't have any more than that um and he's using his time really wisely yeah that is great they they say it right they say like work smarter not harder (laughs) yeah that's right you found Uh, out the way to do it (laughs) exactly so that's one thing so setting boundaries around time and maybe maybe using this 80 20 rule Mm -hmm. um and then the second thing is um just taking action it sounds so small but it's not because perfectionists become procrastinators and they get Mm. paralyzed by fear and fear of failure but um if you can just really push yourself to take action even if you know that it's you're not going to be good at something right because i think the problem is that you actually improve through doing Mm -hmm. and if you don't do because you're you feel like you won't be perfect then you're never going to get better like everybody starts somewhere nobody wakes up a genius or is an amazing amazing at something this is funny Um, you you know I I speak to my um, counselor every couple of weeks and one of the things that she says to me every time 
and and I just I know the answer now she doesn't even need to tell me anymore I just I think <laughs> um, yeah I say maybe I don't know I have this moment of you know like I want my life to be completely different I'm working yeah. very hard to achieve something and I'm not just I'm not there and I'm becoming really frustrated and I, I start saying this I wish I could I wish my life was yeah this oh. way you know and then she stops she stops me and she says uh-uh-uh you what and I said <laughs> and then I say I am actually going to work towards this and I'm going to do it this way <laughs> so she wants me to say yeah. to stop saying I wish you know and saying no 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 okay you don't like this how are you going to change it when are you studying you know it, yeah yeah so it's like get out of your head and, and take action take action yeah, yeah it's 100% like, yeah 100% <laughs> and you know what this is actually probably like sounds like a crazy thing to perfectionists but I really encourage you to do something that you're not good at something mm. that you know that you're not going to be good at because I think it's important to be okay with not being great at something because Mm. we're not great at everything and if you only do the things you're great at you're going to have a very restricted limited life Mm. Mm. um and so that's what I've tried to work with is being okay with being average (laughs) not having to be amazing you know what I mean and it sounds crazy but it's not average no because you can't you you can't be average honey like even if you try Uh, (laughs) you're you're above that (laughs) or you know not even not even that but like not being good at something like Mm I um yeah I don't know that is true you you stop yourself from doing it like if it's a specific sport let's say (sighs) um like I don't know soccer yeah like oh my god I remember being younger and all my friends would play soccer and I would always be like nope because I knew that in my head I could just see the balls like hitting in the face (laughs) oh my god I feel like that's probably happened to me (laughs) oh my god I was just terrified at every single team sport you know I was terrified to participate because it was just awful and I remember this Mm. one day um we were trying hockey okay grass yeah is it called grass hockey in English I don't know. You um, play in the grass. You don't, don't play. Know. You don't play in, in uh, on ice. It is yeah, it is right. Yeah, kind of hockey. And we field were, hockey. That's field what you hockey. Call it. Okay. Field hockey. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I remember it was just the boys because all the girls had gone to the swimming pool, and I was like, oh my god, should I like put on a swimsuit and go to the swimming pool, or should I play hockey? For some reason, I thought hockey would be better. Um, but yeah, I I gave it a try, you know, and I played with all the boys, and I had the best time. Ever. And the whole time I was just absolutely terrified and horrified thinking of all the possible scenarios that could go, yeah. um, all the possible things that oh. could go wrong, you know, that then, yeah, I just, you just do it. And then you might be so surprised of what the yes. outcome is, you know, That's and how much you actually enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, you never know. It's good to try. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent right. Like you'll, you won't experience the full hmm. breadth of life if you, yeah. if you're holding yourself back every time yeah yeah that's actually a good a really good example of that um yeah and then do you want me to go for my third tip yes definitely okay so my third tip is an extremely important one I think this is the most important Mm -hmm. um and it's to change your self-talk so Mm. I mentioned that perfectionists are extremely self-critical um nothing is ever good enough you know and you know if you you know, coming back to the example of getting an A minus instead of an A, you know, a perfectionist like myself would be thinking, oh, well, that's not good enough. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not an A. But 
what you really should be thinking is, wow, I did really, I did really great. I didn't get a hundred percent, but I did a really great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so changing your self-talk. So something that often has come up for me is feeling not good enough. And so it, it's, it sounds crazy, but actually saying affirmations and even if you don't believe it, but you know, changing your self-talk, mm-hmm. it does have an impact mm-hmm. because if you change your thoughts, then it affects your feelings, it affects your behavior, and then it affects your reality. Yeah. Um, and it blew my mind when my dad said this to me, like as such a distinct example is I remember, oh, this is so crazy. Every single exam I ever did, especially university exams, I always said to my dad, like a broken record, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I think I'm going to fail. I don't know anything. Every single time, Maggie, I can't even tell you. And I never failed. In fact, I did really well. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just ridiculous. And my dad actually said to me, he forced me to say, no, I'm going to do well. I'm going to do well. I'm going to pass. Everything will be okay. Like he actually forced me to change my self-talk. And I remember so strongly thinking like, this is stupid. Like this is so stupid. But doing it, it was crazy. It actually did change how I felt and it changed my mindset and it made me feel more positive and realize that I was, you know, I I wasn't seeing clearly. I wasn't thinking clearly. Mm. My mindset was impacting my reality, which was very um, skewed and yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, changing your self-talk and yeah, having some affirmations for yourself. So, you know, telling yourself like, I'm doing a good job or what I try to always come back to is, um, you know, I'm doing my best and that's enough, you know, yeah. whatever that is. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's very powerful to be aware of what you're telling yourself, mm. but the oh, problem is yes. if, if you're not aware. So I think that yeah. you, that everyone should sit down for a little bit and ask themselves, what am I telling my, myself? and write it down, write down all the nasty comments you actually tell yourself every single day, you know, and then you're going to look at it and say like, wow, I am a total bitch to myself. Like, like if you were to read this and say this to another person, they would hate you forever. (laughs) So you never talk to your friends like that. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't see them like that. Would you? Like we see, we see ourselves in such a negative light. I know. And, and, you know, then after that, after you see that in writing and you see how awful you're talking to yourself is then, then challenge the, the thoughts. Like, do you actually believe this about yourself? Do, mm. peop- do you really think people see you that way? Do, mm. do you think people would say that about you? What would they say about you? Um, and why do they see you differently yeah. than, than you see yourself? You know, yeah, but I think I it's that. very important to do that as well, too. Do a little I bit totally, of self I totally agree. <laughs> and I think that this can be in so many different areas. You know, it's not just to do with um, your goals and achieving things. You know, like I mentioned before, it could be to do with your body. I think women, us women, we are so, so bad with this. Like um, always criticizing our bodies, always mm, nitpicking, like yeah. focusing on the things we don't like mm-hmm. rather than focusing on what the things we do like or, you know, maybe shifting our focus even away from just how we look you know focusing Mm. on what our bodies can do what it does for us um you know how healthy it is or how strong it is how 
how it can um, have a baby, how it can look after us and nourish us. I don't know. Um, but I just want, I want people to kind of recognize that perfectionism isn't just one way. It can manifest in any way in your life, like any different area of your life. Whether even if that's to do with, I think a lot of us um, also put this pressure on ourselves to be perfect mothers or sisters or friends. And we mm. feel like we're so critical of ourselves, like, oh, I'm such a bad friend. I haven't responded to my friend's message for, you know, 10 hours or something. Okay. Um, or, oh, I haven't been a good mother or I haven't been a good sister, you know, and if we, like you said, if you think about, if you shifted that and imagined that that was actually your friend or your sister or your mother, you would never be that critical of them. You never. would be understanding and compassionate. Mm. Yep, definitely. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. So what would you say it's the final message that we need to give to our listeners? What affirmation should they be using mm. from now on? Yeah. So I think that my final message and what it all circles back to is being kinder to yourself. Um, and my personal affirmation is that like, I am enough, you know, so that's my personal affirmation, but I think that it's very personal to you, whatever, whatever ways you're struggling. And like you said, recognizing your self-talk because sometimes it's not as obvious as you think, like, Mm. you know, sometimes it's not, saying like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm stupid. It can be su- such subtle ways that you're cutting yourself down and yeah. you're you're being critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is something that even if you feel like you're making progress, it does creep back up. Like it's, you know, it's happened for me. Even if I, f- I feel like I've become so self-aware and I've done so many things to try and manage um, perfectionism and make it work for me, not against me, it still does creep up. So it's something that I would say is an ongoing um, journey to Mm. think about and to be aware of. Yes. Don't give up. Be nice to yourself. Mm. Nice to yourself. Yes, that's the final message. You are great. You are doing great. You are right where you're meant to be. That's what you need to remember. (laughs) Okay. Well, this has been fantastic. It's been so good talking to you. I just Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you know a great deal about this stuff. So, yeah, I'm very happy that I had you here today. Thank you so much. (laughs) I just want to uh, remind um, everyone of what you do your business and where they can mm-hmm. find this podcast as well so yeah want to tell them a little bit about yeah. your business where they can find you mm-hmm. yep so um i've recently launched my business which is soul space yoga so it's soul like uh the spanish word for sun s-o-l um and so you can find me on instagram at soul space yoga or um also my website which is also soul space yoga and basically, I, I'm trying to create an online space for, um, you know, anyone who really wants to use practices of yoga, meditation, mindfulness, breath connection to cultivate a, a brighter life, you know, to find, find a kind of create your own inner sanctuary and, and then be able to project this outwards because, you know, how we're feeling internally really does project to the world around us. Um, yeah, so I've just started group classes. So for anyone that's in Brisbane, I'm holding classes every Tuesday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. at Cooperu Community Hall. Um, you can message me on Instagram if you're interested. 
And I also do private yoga if anyone else is interested. Ooh. And that can be online as well. Nice. Yeah. That is so I'd good. Love to with <laughs> Congratulations, Dana. That <laughs> is so you. good. Yeah, you're doing an amazing job. Do you guys need to go and check her Instagram account because it's just beautiful? Well, and her website, let me tell you. Her website is just <laughs> amazing. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much and thank you for having me no it's all right I mean my pleasure it's it's so much fun to talk to you always so it's it's good that people get to to you know listen to both of us at the same time and yeah, yeah. I, I love it it's good yeah yeah <laughs> this has been really good <laughs> you we can repeat any any time yes definitely so um so guys, so we're going to finish here, okay? Just remember that you can um, listen to any of these episodes either on Spotify, Anchor, or iTunes. That's, you can find me at, um, at School of Vida, V-I-D-A, or um, you can click, well, this is on Instagram, and then you can click on the link in my bio to access my website where you can see what sort of services that I offer, or you can just send me a DM, you know, if you have any questions. It would be great to chat to you if you have, if you know, you've been listening to this episode and you've got things to share with us. Um, you can send us an email at um, hello at schoolofvida.com and we'll be more than happy to chat um, with you. And yeah, it would be, I think it would be amazing mm-hmm. to, to hear from, from your own experiences. So this is it. Shall we say goodbye? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.